Welcome to today's episode. Thanks for joining in. And let this be an invitation to anyone who wants to feature in any future episode. If you'd like to call in on a live Periscope chat and can send me a reason why you uh, would like to contribute and have something of value to add to any of these issues or debates, then please feel welcome to do so. So much ground to cover as always. Uh, have American independent voters uh, bought in too much to the very effective propaganda war being waged against truth on Fox News right now. So I won't even say waged against Democrats, waged against truth itself. Hmm. We will see in the days and weeks to come. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoy today's episode. And welcome to today's Dab Chat. Thanks for tuning in. I'm bringing up the topic of uh, black voters, even though they're not a monolithic voting group. They are uh, a substantial voting bloc for the Democratic Party, and their support is critical for the success of a Democratic presidential candidate. And I've been reading a thread about how uh, white, sorry, black voters are suspicious of white voters after watching what happened to Hillary Clinton, saying that when there was a choice between a qualified white woman and Donald Trump, they still chose Trump, uh, so that even all the noise that a more woke uh, white political contingent may make on the left side of things, fundamentally there's still a substantial amount of sexism and Uh, racism at play, although sexism in the case of Hillary Clinton, meaning that uh, for people to whom it's more clearly a life or death situation, removing Trump from office, we should pay attention to what uh, their, their voting leanings are and what their rationale is. So are they right to have low confidence in white voters electing a candidate that is female? Is there a problem with female electability in the US? Quite possibly. Uh, Even if it's deemed as a sexist thing to say, if I'm analysing the behaviour of of white voters, uh, specifically white voters in battleground states, for example, then yes, this is an important electoral consideration. And black people are making it because noting the uptick in racially motivated violence and hate crimes in the US since Trump Uh, took power. Yes, it is a life or death issue for uh, people of colour much more than it is for white people who can afford to perhaps make concerned noises, but who may not, who are unlikely to feel the same sense of urgency or connection to the significant problems posed by a uh, second Trump term. So the problems with the existing Trump term are already that America's uh, national interests have been subverted Uh, in favour of Trump co-opting all of the processes and institutions and so many people uh, and subverting their loyalty to the American Constitution in favour of helping Donald Trump out for his 2020 election campaign by uh, organising for foreign governments to participate in a smear campaign, a fabricated um, scandal against his political opponents. So... As a Jewish person, I'm uh, very sensitive to the perils of a extended Trump presidency. And I can understand how, um, as a mother who's concerned about climate change, having Trump in power is really a global problem. Uh, He, climate change is a difficult problem to address because it's the downside of what has fundamentally been an upside for the human race. We have been more successful because of industrialization. We have had more prosperity and therefore the ability to feed more people, create more families, bring more people into the world on a voluntary basis uh, because of some of the upsides of modern capitalism. So it is difficult as a species to respond to the downsides of this, the lethal uh, and existential threat downsides of it. It's, it's always going to be a hard political sell. People, you might have to change what you're doing. Uh, the pace of progress has to be reconsidered and 
you know, significant changes have to be made in order to stop driving our futures into a ditch. I just muted someone for saying hi to me with two eyes, uh, but that's because it's a red flag troll behavior to me to uh, say hi without any introductory comment and to purposely misspell a word. <laughs> uh, Trump is certainly not doing his best. And that's a very emotional argument for me in that it's something my father said to me uh, more than a year ago when he was still supporting Trump. So therefore, that's tinged with, uh, yeah, pain for me at the, at the memory of how a family member could be so obtuse to claim something as uh, significantly detached from the truth as Donald Trump's just a businessman trying to do his best. He's a very unsuccessful criminal businessman with a background in money laundering, uh, tax evasion, ripping off students with his Trump University that he ultimately settled uh, with those students, those defrauded students, with a $25 million payment. Uh, and yes, yeah, certainly everything Trump's touched in business has been almost a spectacular failure. So he's not a disruptive businessman who works differently. He's a businessman who managed to bankrupt multiple casinos, uh, multiple launch multiple failed brands, etc. And when people cite his business success, they're taking as fact uh, a presentation of Trump on a persuasive reality TV show that nevertheless confected an image of Donald Trump as successful uh, and concealed the reality of, of the fact that his organization employs very few people other than family members and that family members are typically employed because they are less likely to snitch to the FBI. Ah, we have uh, Busybod who used to see him when he worked at his casino, one of his ultimately bankrupted casinos. Interesting. We've heard stories from journalists about Trump operating in the 1980s. He blackmailed and extorted journalists after he got one financial analyst, uh, financial reporter fired from his job uh, after reporting negatively and accurately on Trump's uh, business failures. And that journalist ultimately won a settlement for unfair dismissal, but it nevertheless exerted a disincentive for other journalists to report accurately on Trump. So, so yes, Trump uh, has the charisma of a snake oil salesman and charlatan. And <laughs> I think I'm just about done tolerating a troll here who's pointing out that Jesse Jackson gave him an award. Yes, most racism... Uh, doesn't mean that you abhor all people of black skin color. It just means you're, uh, statistically speaking, more likely to dismiss the concerns of black people, to systematically uh, deny them the same opportunities you'd give to a person of different skin color, and that you rank them, collectively speaking, on a rung lower than you rank people of white skin color. An arbitrary and highly destructive uh, form of mental gymnastics. So <laughs> it can be enjoyable sometimes to mute trolls. I muted someone who said, I dismiss your concerns. Uh, perhaps a poorly paid troll or perhaps a genuine person with the mental affliction of uh, runaway schadenfreude, uh, which is the kind of snark you develop when your life circles around uh, an emotional loop of drawing shameful glee at the discomfort of others as you unfairly criticize them. Uh, that's a, a very specific segment of schadenfreude. It, it doesn't have to be someone you've criticized, but in this case, trolls really get a kick out of uh, invading other people's broadcasting territory and disparaging them. So obviously I don't uh, wish to tolerate or promote that. And it can be enjoyable to wield power. If only I could as easily deter Republican politicians from behaving in a corrupt and, uh, quite frankly, treacherous manner. So they're betraying their oaths of office when they um, support Trump and try to minimize the nature and extent of his criminal behavior and the nature and extent of his misconduct in subverting the exercise of uh, 
political activity, subverting uh, the actions of government employees who should be working towards uh, benefiting the U.S. and advancing U.S. national interests to instead serving his personal prerogatives of his desire to win re-election and thereby keep himself out of jail. As he stands, he's currently the unindicted co-conspirator in a few different cases. Oh, that's a troll giveaway. Well, that also looks like a block. Can I block that person? Yes. Uh, so, yes, Trump would be more, much more likely to face criminal charges if he was no longer in office because he's currently desperately sheltering under the protections of a 1974 uh, Office of Legal Counsel memo. That is to say, a memo written during Nixon's tenure, uh, which was meant to protect or stabilise the presidency, even though Nixon was destabilising it through his actions. The stock market is, is in a little delusional bubble at the moment, uh, of false confidence that Trump has the ability to keep his promises uh, and uh, make good a deal with China. Trump, however, lacks that capacity, and Trump enjoys manipulating the stock market uh, to rise and fall like a, somebody with undiagnosed bipolar uh, disease, bipolar mental disorder, uh, because Trump illicitly, well, is very likely to illicitly make a significant amount of money uh, through his friends' insider trading on his behalf or their own behalf, and uh, yes, so illegally profiting off uh, his foreknowledge that he will manipulate the stock market through a tweet uh, containing a fabricated position or assertion about the likelihood of closing a deal with China. So yes, uh, not that many people in the US, proportionally speaking, uh, own shares and those who do own them through their 401ks still own a minimal amount of, of shares. So the stock market is more of an indicator of um, misdirected white people supporting Trump, misdirected white people uh, supporting uh, a criminal president. No, you, you don't have 4% growth. It's like about 1.9% growth. So I'm done engaging with a troll who's spreading fabricated statistics, which of course we can expect more of for Trump the more he's able to get away with lying to the public and the less he's held accountable for each and every one of his lies and the more exhausted people get responding with outrage to his deceptions, uh, the easier it, it makes it for him to pretend that the economy is doing well even though people's lived experiences, particularly in Midwestern states where there's an increasing rate in farmer suicides, a significantly increased rate of farmer bankruptcies, then uh, yes, there may be a softening of Trump support there where those farmers are day-to-day -day experiencing economic abuse from Trump. Trump having uh, sabotaged so many of their trading relationships, their ability to, uh, to export to China – and soybeans are one of uh, America's most significant rural exports. And China is now sourcing their soybeans from Brazil and Russia. Someone's saying Trump likes printing money, so we should invest in gold and silver. That's an interesting point. Uh, the price of gold rising up is taken by many to be a sign of uh, future economic recessive activity because people invest more strongly in gold when they perceive uh, there to be future thank you thank you helpers uh, future economic volatility and instability and and future downward trajectories for for the American economy so one one key indicator of Americans suffering from financial hardship is that personal loans are skyrocketing and Americans, there's also a record number of Americans who can't meet their car repayments, uh, indicating that, yes, personal debt levels are on the increase. People are in difficult positions. So even though uh, you can say, yes, there are a lot of people employed, the unemployment numbers are low, uh, a lot of people are still in very precarious financial positions because uh, wages are not high. Uh, wages have a, there's a depressive effect on wages uh, because people are in such poor financial circumstances that uh, they 
they're more easily manipulated by employers and more easily exploited. So, so uh, I'm thinking of the example of Whole Foods owned by Jeff Bezos, who also owns Amazon, uh, taking away medical benefits for part-time workers. That's more evidence of uh, the pendulum of power being too much in the ball court at present or in the, in the arena of employers in, in the US. Yes, there's still too much support for Trump, people who believe he's repugnant, but people who don't understand how deleterious it is to American interests for Trump to be subverting American foreign policy for Trump to be facilitating uh, genocidal activity against co-combatants, uh, people who fought with the US against ISIS for five years in northeastern Syria, people who don't yet understand how damaging it is to the US economy to have a manufacturing sector in recession and a farming sector in recession that is purely being propped up by so many billions of dollars of public money. Uh, $28 billion donated to farmers uh, to shield them from the most immediate effects of Trump's uh, slash and burn of American trading relationships with China, then, uh, then yes, we'll, we will begin to see more people understand why Trump is a clear and present danger, not only to the US economy, but to the world, to the global order. Trump also is very evidently, to people paying attention, a Russian asset. So his acquiescence to all of Putin's dearest wishes, uh, insofar as he's been able to get away with, uh, the legislative branch has attempted to put a check and a balance on his behaviour and to try to hold firm to uh, sanctions against Russia, etc., even when Trump uh, clearly opposes sanctioning Russia. Then... My sentences are too long. I start them and then I don't remember where my end point is. So I'll try and keep them shorter to keep more of a tight chain on these sentences. Okay, so I was saying that uh, Trump is jeopardizing US foreign policy. Trump is jeopardizing America's standing in the world. And as he reduces the importance and significance of the US as a global superpower, that creates more space for Putin to increase Russia's standing as a global superpower that is able to exercise unchecked militarism on its neighboring states. So Putin has uh, simultaneously acted to weaken the EU by helping to rig the Brexit election or the Brexit referendum in the UK, uh, manipulating British people into voting against their own interests at a collective level so that then they withdraw from the EU, weaken the EU, uh, create social and political division in the UK that's quite similar to the social unrest and social division that Trump fosters in the US just weakening anybody who could potentially be uh, a check and a balance on Putin's uh, Hitler-esque ambitions to, to take over neighbouring countries and make Russia more of an empire once again. I have mixed feelings about the Labour Party in the UK uh, because just of my concerns with Jeremy Corbyn, similar to the concerns I have with, with Bernie Sanders. Uh, I'm on the leftist side of politics, but... I also see uh, the importance of reassuring people that you care about economic growth because economic growth, uh, it's like swimming in order to, you have to go forwards. It's not going to save your life to keep still um, unless you're in really turbulent waters. But the point of my analogy is that far left people driven by a sense of justice for the people, which is an issue I, I support, a stand I support, often neglect to reassure people that they value prosperity and that they understand that prosperity means people uh, being able to be employed, people feeling that corporations are supported enough for them to get a job with a corporation and earn money and support their family. So very few people believe in communism anymore, which is good. They don't believe that you can so empower a government to just deliver income to people. Uh, be it a universal basic income or any other type of income, people still believe in corporations. So we also believe to a degree that uh, 
it's necessary to regulate corporations appropriately. So people do get upset when corporations are able to poison the waters and increased rates of cancer and leukemia and asthma uh, all occur as a consequence of under-regulated corporate activity. Uh, I would like at this point to bring up the impeachment hearings. I want to you know, point out more broadly that corruption is a problem for us. Corruption is a problem in the UK and uh, corruption is a problem in the US. But now I'm getting more specific with my focus and talking about Gordon Sondland's corruption in that his third testimony in which he again uh, gave new details and corrected other testimony he'd previously given is important because he was still lying. Uh, someone asked for my thoughts on the Australian Liberal Party, which is the Australian Conservative Party, just confusingly named. I will get to that later. First, I'm just going to go through this important Twitter thread uh, posted by someone with the name of Susan Simpson because she uh, expands on some of the reasons why it's evident that Gordon Sondland was notably deviating from the truth. Yes, I will also file away talking about Netanyahu and his indictment for bribery and fraud charges. He, he is Israel's Trump, only he's been doing it for longer. And he's been involved in genocidal uh, dispossessive, dispossession against Palestinian people, etc., etc. Hello, my friend Max. I didn't really say hello to you earlier, but I'm pleased to see you. I should say that out loud. Uh, so a journalist called Susan Simpson, whose Twitter handle is The View from LL2, should you wish to follow her or wish to read along with me as I engage with this tweet thread, she is notes that Sondland was lying when he says he called Trump on the 9th of September after receiving a shocking text from Ambassador Taylor saying, I, I think it's crazy to withhold military aid for political purposes. So he said, you know, in shock, he called Trump to say, well, what do you want? Can you clarify this? Uh, she's been looking at the records and Morrison testifies that uh, Sondland and Trump didn't speak on the, well, that they spoke on the 7th of September and that Sondland reported the contents of the call to Morrison, who then discussed it with Bill Taylor. And why is this important? Because uh, it means that the whole content of the call that Sondland is reporting there is probably fabricated. And Trump excitedly wrote down Sondland's lies, saying, see, case, case over. Sondland said under oath that Trump said, I want nothing, I want nothing, I want no quid pro quo, uh, just tell Zelensky to do the right thing. And to overlook all of the witness testimony that, for Trump, Zelensky doing the right thing was Zelensky acquiescing to Trump's Protracted campaign through Giuliani, exercised through the uh, complicit co-conspirators Sondland, Rick Perry, Kurt Volker, to leverage, to use as a bargaining chip, money that didn't belong to Trump, money that had been cleared by the Department of Defense, money that was duly appointed by Congress to support a U.S. ally under military attack from Russia, to hold the line, as it were, against Russian aggression. Trump used that military aid, put a stop on it that was um, inappropriate and unethical and, quite frankly, breaking certain provisions of the law from the House Budgetary Committee that the president cannot put a hold on aid unless he follows certain procedures, a rescission procedure in which he applies to Congress for a law to be passed that the aid be modified. So, yes, we have Trump using as a bargaining chip military aid to Ukraine in order to force them to agree for the president to make an announcement. So first, Trump wanted the prosecutor general of the Ukraine to make this announcement. On September the 7th, as Morrison testified, Sondland reported there was a new, up, a, a new development. Trump was now insisting that it had to be President Zelensky himself making the announcement publicly that they were launching an investigation into Biden's son's employer, Burisma, and the 2016 election, meaning the Russian narrative of forcing Ukraine to investigate itself in order to imply that Russia is exonerated 
forcing an alternate narrative into public consciousness. That narrative is now being forced into public consciousness by Republican uh, uh, congressmen and women through the impeachment hearings. They are using the medium of the impeachment hearings to promote an artificial confected story about uh, Ukraine being responsible for attacking the US election instead of the confirmed case of Russia attacking the US, that being confirmed by every intelligence agency in the US, multiple intelligence agencies. How many do you have? Nine? Nine agencies all compiling evidence, all career officials working hard to produce evidence using their, um, their spies on the inside in Russia to obtain information that Putin ordered the attack specifically against the US. So the, the Republicans have been trying to promote this alternative, alternative explanation in which uh, they exonerate Putin and they pretend that, yes, Ukraine was right and Ukraine that was prepared to announce an investigation into themselves in order to motivate Trump to uphold his end of the bargain, to release his hold on the aid, his illegitimate hold on Ukrainian on aid targeted for to help Ukraine. And yes. Yes, unemployment is still on the trajectory initiated by Obama's uh, recovery economy. The economy doesn't turn on a dime and it will take a little while for more people to register the flashing red economic indicators, proving that America is currently on the pathway to economic decline, significant economic decline. Yes, there does need to be a smoking gun, and there is. Trump publicly admitted to uh, publicly admitted to wanting Ukraine to launch an investigation into Biden. He trying he's trying to publicly launder his own criminality by announcing his crimes and his criminal intentions. So it is against the law uh, for a U.S. official to solicit or seek or accept foreign help in a domestic political campaign. So Trump tried to confidence launder his, his own criminality by telling reporters on the White House lawn, yes, Ukraine should investigate my political rival, so should China. That is against the law. That is law-breaking. Uh, and Trump, it has been confirmed that not only did Trump just say that in passing, but that he directed um, government employees the ambassador to the EU, Gordon Sunderland, admits that he was directed by Trump, that there was a coordinated effort with Mike Pompeo and Mike Pence and Mick Mulvaney, who all understood this uh, under-the-radar goal of, of this collection of people to exert pressure on Ukraine. So Sunderland admits the pressure and Sunderland admits, admits the, the uh, quid pro quo, the something-for-something something nature of this intended deal. But he claims that he was unaware that it involved uh, a political rival of Trump's. He pretends to be ignorant, to have remained ignorant for a long time, of the fact that Burisma is the name of a company where Hunter Biden was employed. Despite the fact that Rudy Giuliani... Uh, was in Ukraine and was tweeting copiously about uh, his wishes that Hunter Biden be investigated, um, that, that the Bidens be investigated. So this was tweeted. A New York Times article ran on the front page on May the 10th, uh, revealing Giuliani's interest in pressuring Ukraine to investigate the Bidens. So Trump is going all out with this narrative that... Uh, there was corruption and that justifies his behaviour. There was corruption in Ukraine, which is why it's so ironic and sad that Trump was using American taxpayer money to force Ukraine to behave corruptly, to corruptly agree to undertake, to initiate an investigation or to announce an invest investigation, not because of evidence, not because of due process, not for any legitimate reason, but at the instigation of a powerful world leader, um, wanting help with his re-election campaign, wanting something to chant at rallies, lock him up, investigate the Bidens. My, my candidate, my rival is, is under investigation for, um, 
for corruption in the Ukraine in Ukraine is what Trump wanted to be able to tell uh, his followers at at rallies. Now, Trump has some health issues, but he's also often buoyed by the support he's given from people. And he's buoyed by that because he knows he doesn't deserve it on some level. He knows he's lying. So no wonder he gets really happy at his rallies and he's really happy to be endorsed. He, uh, he's exulting in his triumph over American democracy. Oh, you don't have to mute Winston. Winston is, a, is on our side. Uh, there, is, there is something to be concerned about with the practice of nepotism, but uh, to exercise a little bit of whataboutism, the nepotism involved in Hunter Biden, who's still a qualified lawyer, uh, being appointed to a position on Burisma's board, is, is less of a concern than the ongoing uh, involvement of Trump Jr. and Ivanka Trump in buying and uh, getting patents to make and manufacture electronic voting machines, etc. And the thing about Hunter Biden is also that uh, the Republicans did have the opportunity to investigate Hunter Biden when they had majority control over both the upper and lower houses of government. Uh, so we can take their concerns as not being founded in good faith and it's clearly politically motivated to increase Trump's chances of re-election. And what else was I going to say about Hunter Biden? Oh, yes, that it's very important to note that Biden was involved with efforts to uh, oust a Ukrainian prosecutor who wasn't investigating Burisma. So uh, Biden joined with Angela Merkel and the EU other officials in the EU and the International Monetary Fund to call for the ousting of corrupt prosecutor who wasn't sufficiently investigating Burisma. So that's why it's very important, if you are going to put a question mark over Hunter Biden, to note that the other half of the story that they're fabricating is not true. It's not true that Joe Biden withheld aid from Ukraine in order to uh, oust a prosecutor who was investigating his son's company. He cooperated with lots of people to force the ousting of a prosecutor who was insufficiently investigating his son's company. Yes, one party certainly is showing more credibility than others. We don't promote here uh, Russia-aligned attitudes of going, is democracy real? Is truth real? Can there ever be good governance? Yes, there can be good governance. It is likely that the Democrats won't go to court to get Bolton, Pompeo and Mulvaney to testify uh, because they don't want to have their power taken away from them to submit to the whims of a court system. Yes, Republicans certainly are traitors and it's very alarming and disturbing. Uh, so yes, I don't really understand why the... I don't really understand why the Democrats aren't going to court, but I presume it's because of the unpredictable nature of how long a court timeline would take to uh, force Bolton, Pompeo and Mulvaney to testify. Ah, yes, we definitely have a troll. The Clintons are not in government. I feel strongly that Hillary Clinton has a very commendable career of public service. And Bill Clinton, although I am concerned that he... Anyway, I'm not talking about Bill Clinton. Uh, do we have any more people we need to mute? Yes, Burisma certainly uh, is a company with uh, big issues of corruption hanging over their head. Uh, look, people who are asking to join in on this conversation uh, or to, to listen and talk with me and have their voice heard need to write an introduction, need to write an introductory sentence saying who they are and uh, what they feel they could bring to a conversation. So, Ronnie, I encourage you, if you are a credible person, to write something, uh, just a small post about what it is you want to discuss. 
I accept invitations from people I know, but if I don't know you, then it's important to um, give me the opportunity to engage with who you are. So what were we talking about? Burisma. Yes, Burisma has a long history of corruption and Biden helped with the ousting of a prosecutor who was sitting on the investigation and not proceeding with it. Winston is making a point that, in his view, a strong public opinion swing would compel 20 Republican senators to vote Trump out. Possibly. Possibly. I've been hoping that as well. Uh, From the behaviour of House Republicans, it's very disconcerting to see how enmeshed they are in defending criminal behaviour. Yes, we now think that 20 senators will not convict. It's why... They, they do have information, they do have weapons grade information, disinformation campaigns. It's why people of decency, as I've been saying for two years now, need to deputize themselves to help with the spread of uh, useful information, uh, to help restore some measure of objective truth when corruption has so overturned it. David Sumner, I will suggest to you one more time type out a message telling me who you are. Otherwise, I will not accept your invitation and I will block you for disregarding my suggestion. Uh, So we'll see how public polls um, proceed if Americans who prize themselves often on their ability to think independently uh, are coping with the fact that, yes, there was a quid pro quo. uh, Yes, most people think it wouldn't be appropriate for a president to use foreign aid as a bargaining chip to invite uh, foreign participation in a campaign. I think somebody asked, what did they ask? Oh, how is Trump dangerous to black people? Uh, Trump is very dangerous to black people in that hate crimes have increased uh, by hundreds of percentage points uh, since his advent to, to the Oval Office. Uh, underlying a lot of his pronouncements is a type of hate rhetoric that you might not recognize if you are yourself infested with the same rhetoric. It's something that I'd like to talk about now in context with uh, Utah because Utah is a is a fairly demographically white-centric state. They have the geographical problem of being in a little um, depression, meaning that when there's polluted air, it settles. It's more likely to settle over their community and over their city rather than dissipate easily. So Utah really has to watch because the levels of particulate matter in the atmosphere grow so high on certain days that for every approximately one in six days, uh, it's recommended that people stay indoors so that children don't play outside, etc. Which is very problematic for Utah And their efforts to address this have so far been relatively inefficient. And I think people are trying to sue the state of Utah at the moment for uh, being too ineffective in addressing this problem, which negatively impacts all citizens. So I'd like to point out that it disproportionately uh, impacts communities of colour, where there are disproportionately high amounts of, of relative poverty And if people ignore problems because they disproportionately impact black people and they think, oh, well, that's a problem for people of colour, that's not my tribe, so I don't have to look out for them, I don't have to be concerned with this problem, are ignoring the fact that ultimately we are all in that same boat and people who uh, dismiss the problems that are impacting communities of colour first are just wasting their opportunity to deal with a problem before it is their children with the um, higher rates of asthma and higher rates of heart disease and higher rates of cancer associated with those high pollution levels and, and high, particulate, high levels of particulate matter in the atmosphere. The Democrats are a little bit dismissive of the judiciary at present because Uh, the judiciary has been packed with highly unsuitable lifetime appointments from the Republican Party. You are a troll, so all your little questions the whole time have been troll. There has been a general increase in 
unemployment. So it's so racist to say, well, look at what Trump's done for black people, as if he's made a conscious effort to help black people and reduce unemployment. Unemployment in the black community has fallen in tandem with unemployment, generally speaking. So that is so racist to act as if it's a favor to black people that there is a lowering of the unemployment rate. The lowering of the unemployment rate in general uh, has followed a trajectory initiated during the Obama administration. So uh, it's important to note now that unemployment has fallen so low in part as a consequence because of financial hardship that people are finding it necessary to take on multiple jobs and that, uh, yes, there's lots of people working, but there's also uh, lots of people failing to be able to make their repayments on their assets, such as cars. And there's lots of people losing benefits now, such as people who work for Whole Foods part-time who are losing their access to medical benefits because employees employers have too much power uh, over employees at this present moment. Exactly. That's a true measure of the economy at the moment. The economy is not good. People are not easily able to pay their bills unless they accept two jobs. So no, that's not a good economy. And the stock market is essentially exhibiting hysteria. So they are hysterically hopeful that everything with Trump will work out. Uh, And it's bad. It's bad that they're ignoring the warning signs of an imminent recession It's bad that they ignored the inversion of the yield curve, which is when uh, 10-year bonds become so attractive to investors, locking their money away for 10 years rather than two uh, because they're concerned about the economic future. Uh, That that then causes the price for 10-year bonds to drop, or sorry, the the rate. They don't have to offer a high rate to attract people to 10-year government bonds because people are just flocking to it in any case. So the rate lowers. When the rate for 10-year bonds becomes lower than the rate for a two-year government bond, the rate of return on your investment or the interest rate offered to you as a reward for giving your money for the government to hold on to for for a period of time, when the rate for 10-year bonds falls below the rate of two-year bonds, that's referred to as yield curve inversion. And it always happens in a um, 12-month period before a recession approximately. So, uh, so yes, yield curve inversion precedes recessions. Republican states are likely to be receiving disproportionately higher government assistance because you have a president who is governing for his base, who wants to deny federal aid to California, which is one of the wealthiest economies in the world. So the economy of California itself competes globally with many other nations and is the fifth largest economy in the world. So the amount of money paid by California to federal coffers is significant and yet Trump wants to deny California aid and the right always talk about California as if it is not a success. It is an amazing success. So Mark is saying he can't find employees for his business because... The employment market is so saturated. There are democratic cities with problems. Um, There's lots of problems in America associated with the failure of government safety nets. Uh, And there's lots of problems in America culturally associated with uh, depression and drug use, etc. Yes, you might not have heard me say that in an economic sense, California is the fifth largest economy in the world. So it's not just the fifth largest economy in the US. It's obviously the largest economy in the US because it is able to compete on a footing with other country economies, the economies of entire nations, and be triumphant in and be at the top of the table, fifth largest economy in the world. So yes, I'm not surprised that a right winger on this periscope would show surprise that I say California is a success because that is not part of the uh, highly hyper-partisan delusional uh, perspective that they feed themselves over and over again. So most federal aid actually flows from blue states to red states. I shouldn't 
occupy myself with arguing with trolls. Uh, I should uh, just mute them because it's a political misstep to believe you have to convince <coughs> extremists. The key to American elections is getting out the vote, to persuading the middle on the fence. Hey, blog church work. I'm losing my voice, so I'll need to go soon. But it has been lovely talking to you all. Someone was asking me to discuss Netanyahu and to discuss uh, the Labour Party and to discuss what else. Ah, I had, there was one troll I hadn't muted and he was asking me if I th was in favour of higher taxes. It's good that he's got that rhetorical technique of asking questions down pat. But I will tell him and others that <clears throat> Americans who fear higher taxes if healthcare is universalized, taken away from being a private system, that you would achieve such efficiencies that you currently are denied because of the inefficiencies of a private healthcare system where there are conflicting and competing interests. So your interests in getting your healthcare needs met are at odds with the needs of your private healthcare insurance company, which needs to turn a profit and needs to show a good return to, sh to shareholders. Uh, I can quickly tell you that Brexit is a vote for, was a non-binding referendum conducted to see if a majority of UK residents would, op would opt to leave the European Union, uh, which would mean ripping up all of the trade deals that uh, the UK has with its closest neighbours and closest allies and people that it shares research with as well as uh, has all these long-standing arrangements for how to export and import products and they have freedom of movement as well so that uh, they can have people who want to move away from their homes come and be doctors and nurses and healthcare professionals in the UK and that Brexit uh, threatens threatens the livelihoods, threatens the residential status of all of the migrants that have used their uh, their life-changing energy to to donate, to add to, to the UK, to bring their entrepreneurial spirit and that uh, zest for life. Have you noticed that young tourists are often very attractive and it's because the people with the confidence to leave their homes and go travel are often fortunate people uh, genetically blessed, intelligent, lively people who want to go explore. Tourists, backpackers are usually the best of the best of a country. And oh, Craig is making the point that unemployment will increase because many people work just for insurance. Uh, but I will tell you as an American who presumably puts a lot of stock in that American value of freedom, that many people could start businesses that are now imprisoned by the need to maintain, to obtain medical insurance through their current place of employment. So a lot of American freedoms and American initiatives are suppressed because of the coercive nature of your private healthcare delivery system. I hope that makes sense to you. As well as being very financially inefficient, you are riper for exploitation by pharmaceutical countries, companies, because you don't have a government with the same purchasing power. Uh, you don't have a government with the same purchasing power, so you are free to get ripped off. So Americans are currently free to have their children be exposed to uh, anxiety-producing safety drills because you're free to allow your fellow citizens to purchase whatever guns they like with inadequate safety checks and inadequate safeguards against violent people purchasing weapons. Uh, Americans are free to be exploited by pharmaceutical companies. Americans are free to uh, have declining water and air qualities because their corporations are, under Trump, more free to poison you. So, yes, medical insurance costs are swollen, swollen like somebody with the mumps because you don't have downward pressure on medical costs that you get under a universal healthcare system where the government is a significant purchaser and if you've interacted with a business, you'll know that big buyers get the big deals. They get the big discounts. So Americans are free 
to continue being exploited by pharmaceutical companies, free to be exploited by an overly monetized healthcare system that uh, is exploitative in many instances and values deriving a profit over delivering services. So Obamacare should be tweaked and extended and eventually transitioned into something more approximating universal health care. But currently the Trump administration is mounting a legal challenge to Obamacare, meaning that the health care of 130 million people with pre-existing conditions is currently in jeopardy. So Americans are free to lose loved ones uh, as they are kicked off health care underneath Trump and underneath the actions of the Republican Health Care Party. The Republican Party. So I hope that's been useful. Let me just uh, quickly check with everybody again. Have we... Ah, yes. To, to notice an important part of Morrison's testimony that I want people to know because if we know and we talk about it to journalists on Twitter, then we are creating a buzz. So that's why I talk to people because I'm trying to uh, generate conversations and generate buzz that, that can be contagious and that we can pass off into the world. So I want people to go and check out this thread by Susan Simpson at The View from LL2 who said uh, Trump docu- uh, Morrison documented with National Security Council lawyers that Trump said he wanted Zelensky to announce he was investigating Biden. So Morrison, who's now resigned, had a conversation with Ambassador Sondland and then reported that call and that conversation to both Ambassador Bolton and the National Security Council lawyers, uh, Mr. Eisenberg and Mr. Ellis, both of whom buried the information rather than uphold the sovereign integrity of the US and... uh, draw attention to the fact that the president was criminally subverting U.S. foreign policy, undercutting U.S. foreign policy, undermining the actions of Congress in delivering aid to a U.S. ally to protect a U.S. ally from Russian military attack, which was serving as a thin line to defend the rest of the world from unchecked uh, Russian military aggression and Russian empire building. So when, when Russia attacks Ukraine and Trump doesn't stop him, they acquire territory for pipelines. They facilitate their oil and gas empire. Uh, they also hope to benefit from having a Russian asset in office who denies climate change and who sabotages international cooperative efforts to address climate change. And these years are critical years for uh, transitioning away from fossil fuel industries into industries that don't write our own death sentence, don't sign our own death sentence for us. Which is important stuff. It's important if you have children. It's important if you have a sense of morality. Because as much as people campaign to save animals, as much as people campaign to save people in other countries, as much as people campaign for racial equality, millions of people of brown skin colour in equatorial nations will be the first to suffer mass death and mass, mass dispossession uh, as a consequence of runaway climate change. Uh, animals, if you purport to care about animals, there are th- millions of um, anguished, burning-to-death animals right now suffering from a consequence of the uh, huge-scale wildfires occurring in Australia in part because of the the factor of climate change, increased temperatures and increased dryness uh, leading to (sighs) people being really upset uh, when they drive past Australian bush um, forests uh, because of the, the screaming, the tortured screaming of so many animals. Uh, It is not plausible to argue that we should not address climate change until China is on board because addressing climate change is a way to exert pressure on China to to increase its activity. And China is already uh, transitioning to fossil fuel energy, um, renewable energies in many possibles. Oh, that's a very uh, 
<laughs> wickedly potent troll thing to say. Yes, people fought and died in World War II against Nazism, and yet Nazism is on the rise in the US. Nazism is supported by trolls who uh, prefer to call themselves racial pragmatists now and seek out data points to confirm their own internal uh, viewpoints that the world should be organized into racial hierarchies. Uh, people who will continue to lie to themselves and each other about the existential threat posed to us all by climate change. Instead of being racist and supporting a white supremacist in office, we should be f seeking ways to enhance international cooperation, to try and make use of the shortening number of years that we have left to avoid signing our own collective death warrants, uh, to avoid signing our own past, to enter into a Mad Max-style world of... Uh, debilitating famines and water shortages and deaths from organ failure due to increased exposure to high temperatures. So no, the, the climate, the Amazon forest being destroyed is also part of the, the rising nationalism around the world. So Brazil has a leadership that are conservatives. The success of conservatives in... <sighs> capitalizing on people's cowardice, capitalizing on people's apathy and fear of change, that we would rather continue pretending there's not a problem, even as we are consumed by that problem, even as our chances dwindle to address the problem. Uh, yes. I'm, I'm going to ask, because I obviously devote so much of my time to talking, if there's anybody who can contribute to... Uh, taking anything down in form of a transcript, uh, writing down even a sentence uh, you hear from these scopes and direct messaging it to me would be so extremely helpful. I would be so grateful uh, because I'm still a mother of small children and I still find my time getting eaten up by all manner of things as well as just the time it takes for me to engage with uh, news and try and reconcile my emotions to, to my fears about what's happening. Humans are necessarily fearful and some people can avoid contending with the news and some people aren't willing to do that at this stage of risk, at this stage of uh, being on the precipice of collective disaster. Climate change is becoming an increasingly significant factor for American voters, yes. Oh, I'm very glad you, you enjoyed yesterday's guest. I... Uh, if anybody wants to help me produce a transcript for that, there was lots of things that we said, but if anybody wants to take a segment, say, you know, two minutes from the beginning or two minutes from the middle or two minutes from the end, write to me, let me know, and I'll assign you a minute if you want to try and make a transcript because I have agreed to try and make a transcript of it, but it's going to be a lot of work. <laughs> so anybody that wants to help with that would be much appreciated, but at the same time, if you've got your own lives to live, I perfectly understand. Oh, I'm still recording. Okay. Uh, let's just check if we've got any more points to cover for today. Um. Ambassador Taylor said that he, oh, said that, wow, this is complicated. Ambassador Taylor says that you said that he, you, had a sinking feeling after learning about this conversation from Ambassador Sondland. According to you, President Trump told Ambassador Sondland that he was not asking for a quid pro quo, but President Trump did insist that President Zelensky go to a microphone and say he is opening investigations of Biden and 2016 interference and that President Zelensky should want to do this himself. So very stereotypical mob behavior. No, no, I'm not, uh, I'm not pressuring you. I'm just saying there's this thing you have to do and you have to want to do it. So when Trump appears before the world and writes, uh, I want no quid and reads off his own notes, I want no quid pro quo, I want nothing, I want nothing then, uh, yes, people should recognize what he's doing. 
I don't know how many people will. This is this is the in the air factor of how much will the American public be able to see through the disinformation campaigns and the bullshit. Rocking has just asked, why does this have to have race put in it? That's a very important question, which I imagine is being posed by someone who's too racist to understand. Uh, but Trump is in power in no small part because of racism, because of people who uh, assume that a white man will better represent them than a woman who has exhibited sympathy over the years to the needs of black Americans, a woman who's shown understanding of the disproportionate way in which uh, people of colour are mired in poverty that has existed at an intergenerational level in part because of um, the entrenched institutionalism, sorry, entrenched racism in American institutions, the fact that it was legal to deny people a mortgage, uh, the ability to obtain a mortgage on the basis of their skin colour. So you could turn people away, even people with good work histories, good credit ratings or, or a good uh, pattern of conscientious behaviour. Uh, you could deny them the ability to take out a, a home loan from a bank and uh, build wealth through the appreciation and value